welcome to Bottled Soccer Talk. This is episode number 55. Um, Nestor and Henry G is joining us once again for the 55th time. Yes, sir. In a row. And this is Two Guys, Two Mics, Two Pints. And we're at the end of soccer. Pretty <laughs> we're much. We're at the end of football, man. It sucks so bad. Uh, we don't. We just said that there's no uh, no high quality uh, football on until Sunday, and uh, that's a bummer. But you know we've we've been indulged this this Euro tournament in particular, and actually the Copa America in the last couple of uh, match days ha- hasn't been too bad. I you know I personally I, I always thought it was pretty good. I think the the problem was that it wasn't super like uh, attack oriented. Because both teams play, I mean, all teams there play very good defense, very hardcore, you know, like, war, almost, almost like a war zone. So I feel like that's not, not always, like, you know, translated to great football. But I, I think Copa America has been good, but it's only gotten better as the knockout stages get here. And you always get that in every tournament. The best course, against the yeah. best. Yeah, but the Euros has been nonstop since day one. Yeah. Really good all, all through. Yeah, and, through and uh, through. You know, we got your surprise teams that that no one saw coming, like Denmark, Italy, who you and I both didn't really choose to do much. And yeah. uh, let's just get into it, man. Italy uh, finds themselves in the final. Yeah. And uh, so do England. Uh, you know, anyone that's aware. I know we last we left off, they they had yet to play their uh, their uh, their semis. their quarterfinal even. Uh, yeah, actually, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, it, it's been it's been interesting so so let's talk about a little bit about the euros leading up to where we're at right now um so last we left off i think it was uh i think it was uh england going to play ukraine and uh let's just back up a bit i, I need to pull it up so no, i'm yeah. not prepared like always in england ukraine though i th- that was just a proper bollocking oh, oh yeah and yeah, we'll start off from Friday, which was uh, Switzerland versus Spain. Oh yeah, Spain, man! I what a what a team, you know. Honestly, they they impressed me. Even though I I, I did say I thought they were gonna make the final four. You uh, did, yeah, you did. And they didn't really look like it though. You know, they only won one game out of was it six? Yeah, yeah. In full time, because the other they went to three three straight um, penalty shootouts. Right, yeah. Um, so they won one game, and uh, I don't know. I, I find that to be kind of disappointing. Yeah, but I mean, there's. I feel like there is also some merit to it. I mean, I, I felt like that defense was was pretty locked down. And then, uh, you know, with Unai Simon uh, at keeper, he had a pretty good tournament. Um, and I think that's that's a team that going forward, the next eight years are looking pretty bright for them. So long as they, you know, stay on the right track. But, um, yeah, they, you know, they were able to get past Switzerland. Um, wasn't an easy game, like you said, but I, I thought they deserved to go through. You know, they just Swiss, Switzerland got a red card at a key point, too. Yeah, they that they did, yeah, I remember. And, you know, it was a... It was a, Switzerland was one of those teams that, like you said, impressed us. We didn't expect them to go this far, but they play very good as a unit, much like Denmark, really. You know, mm-hmm, even Ukraine yeah. at some points was was kind of similar. But in the end, I thought it was a justified result for for Spain to go through, albeit through penalties. But 
um yeah man that was uh basically uh, spain advances 3-1 on penalties how nice do you, Simon, you know how do you feel uh because switzerland surprised us but i think uh shaka was their best player for yeah, the tournament yeah. and yeah. Uh, how do you think arsenal fans feel right now now that he's going to roma i think i you know the thing about arsenal fans is at this point i think they're used to seeing their players leave and become better players for the most part. And they're a fickle bunch, though. <laughs> yeah, no, they are. They are. And they have a big fan base as well. But um, it's become so common. I mean, you, you saw Giroud leave Arsenal, and he's only gone on to win a lot. He won the Champions League. He won more things as well. Um, you know, it's just the list goes on. Ramsey, same thing. Goes to Juve, wins more. I think Chaka's going to do the same. And uh, You think uh, Roma's destined to win something? Maybe, like... Uh, an Italian cup. I mean, he's going to, he's going to get back to some kind of glory, maybe eventually play in champions league. I, I don't see Arsenal there yet. So that's what I'm saying. Like he's going to elevate his game, I think, hmm. but uh, Shaka is a good midfielder, man. I mean, he's, I mean, not he's a Mourinho type midfielder. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, and I feel like it, it was kind of unjust how Arsenal fans treated him, but that's just the state of football. Right. And when you play for a historic club, like Arsenal, the fans are going to let you know when you're not doing something right. So, um, But it's good to see him have a little redemption arc there, you know. Um, and I'm sure it's done wonders for his confidence. Yeah, of course. Played really good. He even got a man of the match for uh, the game against uh, France, right? Yeah, yeah. That that was, their, I think, the highlight of their tournament. And it was pretty funny. Probably though. the highlight of Swiss football. Yeah, besides the highlight in the hair, right? And and that's the thing, you know, it's funny. A lot of I feel like so many footballers right now are, are rocking the highlight uh blonde. Platinum yeah, it blonde. comes it comes and goes. It's a trend that <laughs> it's, it, but it's like every I don't know, but I think Foden took it to another level. He's not even like he's not even platinum anymore. He's gone beyond that. Yeah, he went like uh like fucking is, isn't there a character on Harry Potter that has his hair that white? Or am uh, I tripping? Dude, I, I don't I'm not know. a big I don't Harry watch Potter that guy. fake shit. No, yeah, me neither. Me neither. I, I hate Harry Potter, by the way. But yeah, no, he he almost went like completely white. I think that looks sick, by the way. But um, yeah, just a, a little tribute to Gascoigne. And if England do the goods all the way through, uh, the the whole team is apparently gonna get that hairstyle. So I hope it comes home. But um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, sticking to Switzerland though, uh, you know, good tournament on their ha- on their behalf, and their fans in the country can be very proud. Yeah, and uh, Spain. Uh, Spain moved on from that match, and it was like a that that shootout was the most iffy shootout I've seen. Yeah, uh, started off with a miss from uh, I think it was a uh, Busquets, right? Right, right. And Switzerland from hitting five in a row against France only hit one out of uh, I think four shots. Yeah, and uh, and Spain moves on from from the quarterfinals, and then the next match. Was was one of the ones that you, you you just have to see is Belgium versus Italy, yeah. And um, I feel like uh, I feel like Italy were were the better team in in a lot of spots, but towards the end, maybe twenty minutes, they were they were sitting back and 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 absorbing everything that Belgium was giving them, which wasn't too much to be honest. No, it's it's tough, you know. Belgium's a, a good team, but they're not a complete team, and I said that before the tournament started. Is the reason why I didn't fancy them going into the semis is because that defense is just um it's there's too many holes in it and I thought Lukaku had a brilliant tournament, um, you know, uh, Thorgan Hazard for me was very probably the most impressive. Uh, De Bruyne in the small, you know, 
minutes that he featured I thought was good. Um, but, you know, all in all, it's just Italy is just a, a, a team that's clinical, man. Like, they don't need that many chances. But the way Insigne is playing, the way Immobile is playing, it's just hard to really see them losing a match right now. Um, that being said, I, I, I thought it was a fair result as well. I wanted Belgium to win. I, f- I feel like that, that goal that... that uh uh, that Italy got where uh, Immobile faked it, faked, he dove, and then he he somewhat distracted the defender because yeah. obviously he's taking him space yeah, in the yeah. box, and then as soon as they score, he's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm good. I'm not yeah feeling any pain here." It's yeah, it it was a it leaves a sour taste for sure for not only for the Belgium players but for fans as well. But, you know, that's clever. Um, should the goal have stood? I mean, I don't know. I, th- I think the referee could have easily booked him for, you know, uh, I don't even know what's the call on that, you know, when you fake a fall. or you for, know, Yeah, for diving. Yeah, for embellishment. S- simulating. Whatever. Yeah, simulating. There you go. That's the word I was thinking of. And But, you know, that's that's football. They didn't, they didn't do it. So when I hear a lot of the fans of Italy, by the way, that were complaining about today's Ster- like Sterling's call, which, by the way, there was contact on it as well. It's like, bro, but you didn't say anything about Immobile, you know, being on the floor. In fact, you had a laugh about it. And, you know, it's like, oh, it's funny. It's cheeky. It's cheeky, and that, yeah. And that's the funny thing is, like, when you like it, it's clever. When you hate it, it's dirty and it's cheating. Yeah, exactly. And that that's that's fandom, you know. It's but no surprise, but. I, I consider myself to be pretty pretty objective when it comes to those sort of things. If, if uh, Benzema or something is getting a handball that's not called, I'm going to call it. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the box for, for Real Madrid. But. When when you're you know taking two two different opinions for the for essentially the same thing, kind of it's kind of dirty in my eyes. Yeah, I mean, I, I wish, I wish they would have scored a like a much more valid goal. It's still a great goal. Don't you know not to take anything away, but like you said, the Belgium defense was distracted, leaves a sour taste. But whatever, you know, you move on. Um, and and the end, you know, Italy probably deserved to move on. So I mean, fair play to them. Sure. They they've just found ways to win. You know, it's not always yeah. the prettiest. And yeah, one thing about them is they know how to fucking defend, man. Uh, you know, Chiellini, well, Bonucci. With, with, yeah, with those two guys, you have they're so militant, much experience. Man. Yeah, yeah, they're fucking militant. The way they defend, and uh, yeah, man, good 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 game from Italy good game, and Mancini, for sure. man. Uh, I mean, he's he's just looking like more more and more of a genius, you know. <laughs> um well dressed for sure yeah yeah well taken care of well well groomed everything so moving on from that uh, we have uh czech republic playing against denmark denmark the darlings of the tournament so far uh started off with a very unfortunate uh event with uh, christian erickson and they've somehow found themselves in the quarterfinals and then beating the Czech Republic two to one in the quarterfinals to move on to the final four, uh, and then to further cement the darlings and the spectacle that is Denmark. Uh, Dolberg gets yeah. on the on the board again. Yeah, one uh, of their best players for sure. Four goals, right? Yeah, four goals, and and some of the some of them are really like bangers as well. I will say. Yeah. Um, you know, he's you know plays for Nice. Uh, you know, a very fun player to play with on FIFA. Hasn't quite translated in real life, but he's still a, a decent striker. But he's like one of those guys that that does take advantage of half chances. He's really good at finishing. He's clinical. I think I think uh, the the skill of finishing is a little underrated. 
Yeah. And because we attribute them to big players like Suarez or Kane or Holland or whoever, Lewandowski. Yeah. But guys guys that finish really well that don't have that much more in their game. They, yeah. It's you, a lost start. Yeah, it's it's uh it's something that's a little underrated. Mm-hmm. Well, um, in today's game I feel like the, the you more commonly find a guy who can create loads of chances and score some of them whereas there's a guy who won't get many chances but is super clinical when he does which I feel Dolberg is one of those guys. There's there's those two kind of strikers and he definitely falls into that category. Someone's going to go in for him this summer. For, oh, there's there's a yeah there's a handful of guys and maybe we can discuss this after of players that are that definitely did themselves a favor this tournament. Sure, uh, yeah. You know, Patrick Schick who was also in this game and scored and as of now is equaled with Ronaldo for the Golden Boot. Um, so I mean you know there's just some guys that are gonna for sure get some love and it it's a it's a slippery slope because it's not always a fair representation of what they can offer you at club level but no you know it's it's a nice little. Uh, uh, display if anything else it, you know yeah international tournaments they they can bring out somebody that you didn't really that you weren't so aware of and they bring them into the mainstream eye of uh, the biggest one i can think of is 2010 world cup Mesut Ozil, who was playing yeah. i think for wolfsburg at the moment yeah and then right away got a deal at at uh real madrid 2014 another another uh, sensation uh james from colombia yeah. Gets a deal with Real Madrid yeah. off of one goal. <laughs> Not too many. Did we talk about this already? Like players yeah. that have benefited from one goal in their lives. Yeah, and well, he scored a few others, but that one goal in particular was yeah. what really uh, just like sent everybody into a frenzy, and it became like a bidding war. And then Depay, uh, a few years later, you know, did his thing. Memphis Depay, yeah. Oh no, it was the same tournament. Oh, was it the same tournament? Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, it's crazy, uh, but. I yeah, we'll talk about uh, about players that that yeah. are gonna go, be too expensive this summer. Right. Um, right. But yeah, Denmark moves on. They beat the Czech Republic, who I think we both picked, right? Yeah, I think so. I think I we think both so. picked them. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, it was it was a close game. I mean, it wasn't like eerily Denmark's game per se, but you know, like you said, whoever takes their chances. Yeah, and then finally, in the last game of the quarterfinals, was a. Uh, England versus Ukraine. Uh, Ukraine had nothing to offer nah, against man. England. Yeah. England, up to that point, uh, where uh, no one had scored against them. And England obviously didn't get any goals, 4-0. to zero. Kane with the brace and uh, could have had a pretty hat trick. I know I know, we don't deal with could-haves or should-haves, but, man, that was a first-timer, weak foot. Yeah, like off, yeah. Off of nothing, man. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, Four to zero. Ukraine's defense was shambolic. Not any the best. set piece, yeah. any set piece, they were shaking in their boots. Yeah, they couldn't defend, man. They couldn't defend. Uh, they couldn't do anything really. They were just out of their depth, man. Uh, the only player that can really keep up with them is Inchenko, you know, who plays in England. And after that, there's a steep drop off. Maybe Yarmolenko, maybe or Yaremchuk. Those those other two, Madvedenko. You know, it's just. Stepanenko, there's not many. That's that. Those are like the the only five players I could say that are close to it. But England as a whole were just having their way. It seemed almost like a preseason practice game for them. And yeah, they were able to. You the scoreline definitely reflected that. Yeah, for sure, for sure, man. And um, I guess that that game must have done wonders for Harry Kane as well, who up to that point wasn't having the best tournament, you know. And 
I think um, that's what sometimes that's what you need is just to see the ball go in the back of the net and going forward it, it may be uh, uh, some kind of momentum for the, for him in particular and he did follow that up and we'll discuss that in a little bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, four to zero. Um, anything else that happened in the quarterfinals? I I think we're forgetting something significant that happened. It's kind of bothering me now. Hmm. No, I, I no. can't think of no. No controversy. Besides the Immobile thing, no, not that I remember. Okay. But yeah, so moving on from that, the semifinals were Italy versus Spain and England versus Denmark. And Italy versus Spain, man. That was a what great a game. Match. That was a great game, yeah. It was one of the better games of the tournament, I'd say. Um and I felt like Spain were better. I th- I thought they were better as well. They they handled the ball well. They created chances. The problem was that you know you start Oyarzabal at at the nine, and you're not gonna get the finishing, uh, you know the clinical finishing. But I thought he did well to link up play because when Morata came in and the link up play wasn't that great, he turns the ball over a lot more. So it's like a give and take. But you know. And not to gloss over, I wanted, I do want to give credit to Italy's goal. However, it did come from a broken play. But the strike was wonderful from, from Chiesa. You know, just textbook finesse shot around the keeper. And then yeah, shortly he, after... That's the R1 circle shot. Yeah, and, and then, um, you know, Morata comes on for Ferran Torres, who was play, actually playing on the wing for most of the game. And, you know, he... How about a, a shot for Dani Olmo playing the false nine? Dani Olmo, yeah, he's... What a game he played. He, he's a great player, man. He's, a, I think, one of their best players under 23. Uh, and I think, you know, the, the sky's the limit for that kid. <clears throat> but, you know, as soon as Morata comes in, plays a nice give and go, and, uh, you know, five minutes in, he scores a really nice goal. I, I, I love the goal because it was just so eye-pleasing, you know, when, when you connect passes and then fakes the keeper to the right, scores with his left... And it's kind of redemption for him at that point because, you know, he's gotten a lot of slack, a lot yeah. of death threats for missing easy chances, which he's unfortunately known for. And, yeah, man, at that point, it was a great game. And it went into extra time. Uh, and, and in an extra time and the last minutes of the game, I always felt that Italy didn't have the same depth as Spain. And Spain was giving it to them. If they didn't score, it was just bad luck, you know, and they went to penalties. And I think Italy in penalties have one of the best uh, you know, you know they have the technical advantage. I think Jorginho in particular is just—I don't know if anybody could stop a penalty off that guy right now. Well, they also will. You know, you you kind of just mentioned this, but Spain moving forward has potential. But right now they're young, so in penalties, you know that that sort of advantage yeah, yeah. is crucial. You know, for you know to you know, to keep cool. Yeah, that's that's. I don't know if I like. buy it a hundred percent, but that could be a reason. Yeah, maybe yeah. not the reason, but it's, it's it's definitely a thing of nerves. And and that's the thing, Dani Olmo skies his penalty early on. That was uh, a bit surprising for me, but it happens. It happens to the best players, honestly. It, it's not a. It's a. It's a probability thing, and unfortunately, sometimes you don't get it. You don't hit it the way you imagined you'd hit it. And I think Locatelli also missed. Yeah, he yeah. missed. He got his, uh, I think, blocked by Simon. It was a very tame penalty, and and yeah, from then from then on, uh, it just seemed like Italy had much more confidence. Oh, here's the. Oh yeah, this is. Eng- we're watching the England Denmark game in the background, and Darmstadt, or I don't know if I got his name correct, but this the Sampdoria player. 
he hit uh, probably one of the best free kicks of the year, I'd say. Well, he he scored the only free kick in the tournament of right? the tournament. Yeah, yeah, it was a great free kick. Dom's guard. Dom's guard. There you go. Um, but uh, yeah, going back to the uh, Italy Spain match. Uh, yeah, it's tough to see Spain go out like that in you know their third com- consecutive extra time. Yeah. You'd figure that they'd be dead for for a final anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the the one thing that I will say that's kind of annoyed me about Italy is that they've won these games barely. It's never been, like, a very influential performance or a game where it's like, yeah, they deserve to win. It's been barely. So that's kind of getting under my skin. But that's football. That's football. But it's been a continuous streak of games just barely getting by. And now that they've played extra time, I know England played extra time too, but, you know, you got to figure they're going to be tired as heck. You know, we saw Spinozola tear his uh, his Achilles uh, in the Belgium game. So they're wearing thin, and uh, that's going to be an interesting game coming up. But, uh, yeah, I mean, fair play to Italy. They just just know how to win, you know. Right now, yeah. Um, And, uh, yeah, Spain got further than I thought they would. And to be fair, Italy have gotten the furthest. Yeah. And I, f- I figured that they would have been way gone by now. Well, let's let's be honest. Historically, for the last decade, they've been shit. Italy Italy has missed out on Euros, you know, lest we forget. They haven't even... Didn't they miss out on the World Cup? They missed... Yeah, it's, that's, that's who Italy is. So for people to be like, I always believed in them. Like, no, you just... You maybe kind of had some affinity for them and... Because of historical context. They have nice shirts. Yeah, and they have nice shirts and, and the traditional flag and everything. But the last decade, they've been shit. Syria has dropped a few levels, although they, they've picked it back up in recent years. But it's it's surprising. That's why I didn't anticipate it. But um, I feel like there's just a very authentic Italian team. Most, if not all, the players play in Italy. They just get each other, man. They get each other. Um, so... And you know what's funny is like you get Italy, England, two countries where their players domestically play play in their league as well, in their own leagues. So it's gonna be very fun to watch, man. And um, well, we'll get into the next match uh, shortly right now. So uh, well, we're watching the game, England Denmark. What a game! Great game. A lot of controversy. A lot of a lot of everything, man. Um, yeah, uh, the one thing that we didn't give Denmark credit for that we noticed today was the defense, man. That defense is rock solid. Yeah. With uh, Vestergaard and... Uh, yeah, Kajar or whatever, uh, however uh, you pronounce it. Yeah, uh, Kier. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Delaney. Delaney is decent, yeah. Decent Covers player. up. And Hoisberg uh, as well. Hoisberg, like yeah. Deep line six at times. Yeah, th- so they have, a, they have a pretty good base of players. And just a couple of guys that do that do the little things. Oh, and their goalie too, Schmeichel. Oh yeah, Schmeichel is yeah one of the better keepers of the tournament. Yeah. Well, I I thought he was their man of the match as well. By the way. Oh yeah, great uh, saves. Oh yeah, yeah. This um, honestly, this game was for England to win in regulation. Yeah. But you know, it's football. Yeah, and you have guys like uh, Damsgord who are gonna get paid. Uh, Dolberg who are gonna get paid. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they didn't make it by accident. I mean, you got, if, if they really were this team, you can only figure how much better they would have been with Ericsson. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I will say this about Ericsson and with all due respect 
great player, one of my favorite midfielders from the in the Prem, you know, when he was playing there. But today, Ericsson today isn't the same Ericsson. He's still valuable for Denmark, though. Not sure if he would have been as pivotal as people might think, though. Like, just me being, maybe me being a bit cynical, but I think this is the new the new generation of Denmark we're seeing now. And uh, Ericsson, for one, he's their penalty taker and their set-piece taker. So he's always going to eat, you know. But um, I think these guys really just, they, they kind of just let us know, like, hey, we're not just Ericsson. Because you, you look at Denmark before and you'd be like, oh, that's Ericsson's team. Or, like, mm-hmm. that's Ericsson and co. Yeah. Now it's like, oh shit! All right, like, all right, I see you guys. They have they have some good players, players yeah. that have stood out. Yeah, definitely. Um, and definitely. I mean, as much as I don't really rate him, you also got to figure that they lost something with Polson. Oh yeah, yeah. Polson's not a not the greatest player. He's better than Braithwaite. <laughs> yeah, let's but, uh, let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, but you know, he's not he's not like a crazy good player. But he's he's playing at a top club, playing Champions League football. You know, he's he's a good player. Uh, I think. Who does Delaney play for? Uh, Dortmund? He plays for Dortmund. Yeah. yeah, used to play somewhere in England. I'm forgetting where though. It's it's escaping. He kind of looks like Matt Hummels. Yeah. Fuck. Where did he play? I want to say he played at Wolves. Might hmm. be tripping though. But um, yeah, this is a a very fun team, and I respect them, and I like underdog stories. But the team that deserved to win won. And let's just quickly say great great free quick from Darmscard. After that, uh, you know, uh, Saka plays the ball in to Sterling, who probably would have finished it, but, uh, you know, the defender gets in the way, taps it in, it's an own goal. We're at 1-1, and then they go into extra time. And then during this whole time, England is just peppering the goal. Uh, Schmeichel is blocking, you know, blocking a lot of shots. And then, as per usual, Sterling is, you know, a wriggly player in the box. He... You know, he does get fouled, in my opinion. There's some contact. Was it kind of soft? Yeah, sure. Yeah, it was. And, yeah, they, you know, they get a penalty, they score. Harry Kane takes a penalty, misses, but scores the rebound. And and then Eng- England go through, 2-1. And you get a lot of reactions online. And, and all of a sudden, England are the bad guys. You know, they're, they're the only team that, that uh, benefits from, wow, what a fucking hit, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that dude took one to the face. Um, but yeah, all of a sudden England are the bad guys. All of a sudden, uh, England is corrupt. Yeah. Uh, you get your stories of, uh, well, England have had it easy. They, they've only played one game away from home. Um, come on, man. <laughs> they were the better team. They, they haven't been, they haven't been squared on up until this game. Let's and give them some a, credit. And it was a dead ball set piece. Yeah. You know, like, it was a, it was a free kick, wonder kick, beautiful yeah. goal. But yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. Respect. Let's. let's 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 be fair here. England have been one of the best teams in the tournament. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think, uh, when we reduce the game to one call or one one mistake or one one event, we forget that there's a whole in this case 120 minutes that were played. Yeah. And yeah, it's big implications. But let's let's not forget England had 20 shots versus Denmark six. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that so that tells you a whole lot that Denmark, if anything, were more fortunate to not to get scored on even more. Yeah, throughout yeah. the whole period. And that's that's my. And problem. I know that's not football, but yeah. but let's let's c- c- calm down. Let's yeah. take a step away from Twitter for a second. Think about what you're about to say. Watch the game for what it is, and then and then once you've done all that, give your assessment. England were the better team. 
England were always going to win this game. And there's nothing that's going to change that. And there's no shame in it. Like, the, the fact that Denmark made it this close is there's some merit. Exactly. Exactly. And um, yeah. let's not forget that the goal, that the foul leading up to the to the foul where they got their free kick was was a, also a soft foul. I, I don't know how you're going to call that, but okay, whatever. Yeah, that's the thing. And and we, we talked about this off the record, but say if, you know... Uh, Braithwaite is in the box and he gets kind of nudged like that and they get a penalty. I Most of those people that are, you know, clutching pearls are not going to say a thing. The outrage would not be anywhere nearly as much as this. Yeah. And people are claiming robbery, robbery. Well, like, if you want to claim robbery, robbery, at least, at least uh, attempt to score more, possess the ball more, create more chances, and then I'll agree with you. But everything points to England winning this game based on, on, on actually... How the game was played. Yeah, and taking the, the game to the opponent. So... I thought it was a fair result. I would do I wish it was an open goal what and everything. What a pass, yeah. Kane. Wow. The pass that opened up Saka for the for the assist. Wow. It's a, it's a hockey assist. But the Oh no, I know it's I'm but like that's that's what? the thing. Yeah, like, yeah, well that's the that's the official step, but my goodness. Yeah, that was a good pass for sure. I mean, like there's times where I'll just be like, "Oh, well, De Bruyne had the hockey assist." And you're like, "Ah, oh. <laughs> no nah, but that, that was a great play and without that and those are those are passes that get undermined a lot because they don't register on the stat sheet often enough but, yeah uh yeah key pass there there's no context let's see let's yeah. see let's have a look at it Let, again let's have a look shall we bink wow 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 man that that defender really fucked up keeping him on though but man well he yeah. crept through that was it was an, it was a good run Saka's a good player, man. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's going to be so good going forward. Not really much you can do there as a defender, really. No, I mean, unless you're like Ruben Diaz, you know, he... he even ah. then, <laughs> Ruben Diaz with his big balls would have pushed it in even harder. Yeah, but um, um, nah, man, it's... Uh, people it, love Cinderella's. People love underdogs for whatever reason. Uh, they like going for the little guy. And hey, listen... There's no shame in losing to England in the final four. Denmark went further than anyone could have thought. And uh, that that's your Cinderella story. Yeah. And that typically that usually happens. Last time it was Iceland. This time it was uh it was Denmark. Hey, the Den- Euros love yeah. their Scandinavian countries. What can we say? And Denmark played much better than Iceland. So oh, I, yeah. I like this Denmark team. Is yeah, no shade I, Iceland, to Iceland. Denmark actually went for it in this game and for a ha- good while. They actually have like valid attackers, man. Yeah, they, they actually had good good interplay, great goals. Um, and Iceland shit how's their way. <laughs> 1-0. Yeah. Did they beat England last time? I think they did. I, I think they did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, man, that England side compared to what they have now... And this, I'm gonna say the same thing I said about Spain. The next eight years are looking very promising for England. I I could see England doing bits in the next World Cup, and then then it could really come home again. And I I think it's gonna come home for the Euros, and we'll get into that in a little bit, and like for the match preview. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm happy for England, man, because it, it means a lot to the players. My only gripe is Southgate. I I feel like there is some merit to him getting them this far. Yeah. But there's been a lot of things that, you know, I don't even think this game should have gone to extra time. If he brings on Grealish and Foden in earlier, the game could have been sorted. Or even Sancho or, you know, there's there's better players to bring on. I don't know if Mount should have been out there that long. He was a bit of a lost cause today. So there there's there's some room for improvement there. But uh, all in all, 
yeah, uh, much much deserved for England, I would say. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, he's he gets a lot of criticism, especially. I I don't know why City fans have this hate boner for, uh, for uh, Sterling. Sterling's been so fucking good. Well, hey, like let, let's. If if we're objective about it, he's been probably one of their best three players. I think he's been their best of the, player of the tournament. Yeah, he's yeah. been the best player in the tournament. But that's the thing; it's a tournament, and it's international football, and and that's that's Sterling, by the way, shooting it right at the keeper. A world class player it's, is, is it's, picking a side. I, you know, you're you're running onto it. It's 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 a tough one, but I've seen that way too often uh, from him. Sure, not not only in for England, but. For City, far it's funny because <laughs> there's a lot of takes that say, "Well, Sterling scores that anyway without the own goal." We uh, don't know with Sterling. No, that, that, <laughs> we exactly, don't know Sterling. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what my my, my boy yeah. my boy told me. He's like, "Thankfully, it was an own goal, bro, because we're not we don't know." Yeah. And um, and the, the problem we can assume, is, but yeah, we don't know. He he creates a lot of chances, and that's why I'll say he's a top player. But when people try to put him in the same level as like Mbappe and and the best wingers in the world. Um, it's just not, there's a different level of clinicality that he doesn't have. And that, that'll always be my gripe with him. But his consistency, I think should, should not go unnoticed. Oh, for sure. Where no. A lot of, a lot of wingers tend to disappear, uh, for a couple of games at a time or, or every other game or so. Yeah. And Sterling has a tendency, whether he bottles it or not to show up. Yeah, well, that's and he the also thing. doesn't get injured too often. Oh, hardly ever gets injured, and that's what I was gonna point to: is his physical attributes is what keeps him afloat. <clears throat> He's usually the quickest on the pitch, the most agile, and the shiftiest. And those three things will carry you so it, far. Let's not forget his stamina. He was still making runs at the end of the match. Oh yeah, yeah, his stamina's time. good. Yeah, but that's you know that's the PEDs. We, they got oh, the best well, ones. Oh yeah, let's check him CFG. for EPO. Him and uh, Kyle Walker. Oh man. Kyle oh well, Walker. there's that there's that uh, Manchester City connection. Yeah. Um, but then you and, wonder why Aguero doesn't have. And, well, I guess. Well, I mean, he does. Yeah. He's not uh, healthy enough to run a whole game. Yeah, he's just not that kind of guy. Let, let's not forget that Pep got popped for PEDs in Mexico. Oh yeah, that's so right. It's not beyond. Nah, just kidding. Uh, uh, but you know. That's the thing about Sterling is like if if you want to focus on what he does great, there's a lot of things. If you want to focus on what he does bad, there's there's quite a few things you can point there's at. There's one well. thing. No, no, there's there's a few, man. His his passing leaves much to be desired. Okay, two things. Uh, he's not ambidextrous. Sometimes. Far from it, in fact. Uh, a lot of players aren't. His shot power weak. A certain uh, a certain uh, goat is only one footed, by the way. No, but Messi's right foot is better than 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 Sterling's left foot by far. I'm, I'm, I'll be I'm, honest, uh, but no, there, there's there's a few things, man. There's a few things. Uh, Sterling is a great player. He's just not the the best, you know. At City, he's I, not I think the he's best. great. I think he's, he's a best. great player. And uh, and like we said, England's best player this tournament. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one thing I will say, and that maybe that's it. That's that kind of player translates well in in international settings where you don't train with this team for too long. You can just kind of hit the ground running. Uh, but you know. My my problem, like I said, with Sterling is are those things. Um, it's not just finishing; it's being ambidextrous. His touch is off. Yeah, sometimes. but throughout a game, throughout a game, how many of those? How much is being uh, bipedal? Uh, well, that's just one uh, one yeah, factor. But yeah, exactly. In, in like, this game in particular, there's about four or five instances where I was like, Sterling, you gotta <laughs> yeah, fucking finish yeah, that. Yeah, bro. yeah, I know. Yeah, that, and that's, that's my a, problem. It's a big one. It, it is a big mm-hmm. one. But the thing with him is that he will create a lot, so maybe that's why you it see so many fuck-ups. It. it makes yeah. up for it, definitely. Yeah, um, 
and and so for the people that are always super hype on them i get it totally and that's why when i when i think about it i'm like city like capitalize right now please <laughs> because um listen when we had leroy sane man i i and until this day i still believe sane is better but you know different you know there's di- there's different levels of health involved and uh, maybe uh, another thing about Sterling, which I love, is he's very coachable. He he does what the coach asks. No no. I don't think he has that big of an ego. No, his ego's his not. Play. Yeah, yeah. Whereas so, Sane. Yeah, big ego. Big yeah, ego. he's a he's kind of a baby. Mm-hmm. But if, like, say for example, if Real you're Madrid legend, me, swap a, a Pedro Neto for Sterling, I'll do it today. I know that's that's kind of outlandish. Yeah, that's that's outrageous. But I'll do it today. Yeah, that's outrageous. Um, um, but I'm here for it. But man. you know, Sterling I like would, those kind of comments. Sterling wouldn't go to Wolves though. But like, say if I could have Pedro Neto today, I'll take him. Um, but yeah, man, great tournament for him. And if 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 he has a great game in the final, I think he can be player of the tournament. Unless they go with Harry Kane, because if Harry Kane scores the winner or some shit like that. That's uh, the only way I can see it. Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Harry Kane. Harry Kane is one of those players where all he needs to do is one thing right, and they're gonna sing so many praises for him because he's English. He's but we, he's the nine, you know. He's he's fair skinned. Yeah, like. But we we look at him so much as a nine that we tend to forget that his playmaking ability is up there with some of the best. For for a striker, yeah. For sure. No, no, no. In general. No, I I don't think like I don't think that's fair. I don't. I mean, there's midfielders that do what he that do, do what he does often, and we don't. Since they're not big names, we don't we don't think about um, it. But for a striker, what, what midfielders for sure, don't get praised like that? Bruno gets it. No, Kevin gets it. There's that's my no no that's my point uh, that there's plenty of midfielders that do what he's doing. It's just that you're not going to hear about it because it's expected. But I'm that's why my point is that since he's a striker and he makes those passes. It gets highlighted a bit more. Well, he did also get the most assists this season. Let's not forget that. Yeah, no, uh, and, and and that's in, of all players in the league. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know that's the thing that it uh, Tottenham is like a two man offense. So, I mean, it's still a great a great stat. But he's their best player. He's their guy. You know, he's like the usage on on that team is all through him. And the team is basically built around them. So, not to take anything away, but you know, Tottenham didn't the, really the, end the, up where the, and anywhere really. And that's not conducive to winning but, games. Well, if he's doing it throughout the year, right, in a couple of different facets, there is some credit there. Mm-hmm. And uh, to ignore the fact that he's playmaking, even if he's not always scoring, uh, there's passes where he unlocks players, makes they make a run, they make a miss pass, or or they get defended well. He he's there, making those plays and. Those are kind of things that we don't look at because oh he didn't score in so match against so and so shit team. Well, yeah, that's that's another thing I was gonna get to is that he he plays well against teams that he can play well against. That a big six he he does have a tendency for doing the Houdini act, but you know that's that happens to the best players. There's but, a lot of variables to that. Yeah, for sure. And um, but you know, I I would say he's the best creative striker. He's up there with Firmino up there with, you know, those kind of players. But the difference between Firmino and him is that he's equally as good at, at finishing as well. So, yeah, no, I'm not taking that away from him. But in terms of playmaking, there's players around the world that can do what he's doing, you know, just that are not strikers. You know, midfielders, there's plenty, man. You just got to watch the game, you know. It's just those guys aren't going to give you 20 and 20 a season because they're not strikers, you know. Well, yeah, well, the 20 goals is one thing, but uh, the amount of assists he had, that's... It's pretty impressive for anybody. 
Well, I mean, De Bruyne has gotten that many assists in the season before. You know, uh, and Ozil, uh, Ozil's done it. Henri did it. You and know? we're talking about some of the best of the best players of the last 10, 15 years. So that, that sort of company should tell you everything. Right, right. And, and, but when you say that he's a, one of the best creative players, he's one of, for me, when you say that, there's a lot of guys in his company. That's my point. But when you want to just specifically focus I'd like on, names. on forwards. I'd like names. I don't have a sheet for you right now. I, have, I like names right now. Er, Erickson was just as good as him, if not better, at creating plays. And that's a guy who played for Denmark and played on the same team as him and fed him a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Spoon fed him, in fact. Okay. And and, and, Les, and Erickson's a great player. And and that's the thing. And there's, there's, there's just so many names. I just don't have them on the top of my head. I would have to pause the podcast and do some research, but... Yeah, I mean, there's there's plenty, man. I mean, when you say there's Ozil, a lot, when there's a lot, I you sh- you should be able to name them off the bat like that. So I should We're have I should like, have a list of twenty players, thirty players, because there's that many players. You that think are there's that many players that are on on that level? If not better, yeah, surely, surely. That, that's incredible. <laughs> okay, what's a what's a fair valuation for for uh, Kane? In terms of money? Yeah. Um. I really wouldn't know what to tell you because uh, English players are overpriced. Right, right. My opinion. Yeah. And this might be a little low. Hundred million. That's fair. Hundred million. What I what Kane. I yeah. Would I want my club to pay that much? No. Definitely not. So that's not fair. For my club, no. For another club, spend your money. I I I don't feel comfortable playing paying a hundred. What mil. What would you feel comfortable paying for? for well, Kane? I don't want Harry Kane. Let's start there. Okay, but but okay. Say Kane said, "I'm I only want to go to Manchester City," and Manchester City's like, okay. Let's make it happen. What would be the comfortable number for you as a fan? Um. Yeah, probably a hundred mil, and that's that's pushing it for me. Really, it would be like eighty, ninety for me. Yeah. Yeah, that seems like a low valuation for for him in in particular. Uh, for a player with injury history, you know, who's uh not. You know, at like in terms of he's not hitting a steep in his career. He's not uh, going up a hill right now. He's actually coming down it, in my opinion. Well, well, this is what we talked about yesterday. Um, is that he did hit the highest point of his career this past season, right? And he had been kind of climbing that summit for a couple of years now. So he is at a peak, right? And, statistically, and, and you believe he's going to improve? I think um, if he goes to Manchester City, he wouldn't have the same amount of assists. Definitely, um, but not. I think he'd have more goals. Yeah, I don't I don't think so either. But, you know, I, I think he's a good player. Um, I don't like I said, I don't want him at City. Pep has said that Pep was quoted today saying that the, the prices that are being put out for these players is way too much and more than what City are willing to play. So that's for me, music to my ears. I'd rather spend 40 I, mil on Danny Ings. I think that's been uh, that's been uh, yeah, yeah. put out there too, Danny Ings. I also don't think that Grealish is worth 100 mil to City. He's younger. He's younger, sure. Uh, but for what he would provide to City, you guys kind of already have it with other players. I don't think he t- puts you over the edge like Kane would for Champions League, let's say. Well, that's just for the fact that we need a nine, you know. But Yeah, exactly. But I'd rather spend, uh, you know... 70 mil on Lukaku. Uh, and let's not forget, Danny Ings also has some pretty dodgy injury history. Oh, for sure. But that's why you pay half the price, or actually right. less than half the price yeah, of what yeah, Kane of is worth. So it's much more worth it, in my opinion. Um, but I don't know. I, I'd, I'd personally go for Lukaku before Kane as well. 
another guy who's very similar in some of the traits that he has. Um, I think, in fact, he's a little more direct. Probably not as creative as Kane, though. So that's where you kind of, like, give and take of, of the skill set. But, yeah, man. I yeah, mean, what is Lukaku better at? Um, I think he's just a better hold-up player. He's a little bit stronger. Stronger, for sure. Um, not too so many people you can say are stronger than Lukaku. No, for sure. Um, and I, I like his I like his finishing in the box, but they're pretty... They're I'd pre- say they're even on that. Yeah, I mean, not too far. And, and the only thing... And th- maybe this is not down to Lukaku. Maybe it's the team that he's been on. But he's a winner. You know, he has silverware. He's won. And he led the team there. He wasn't uh, just a part of it, you know, so... He actually led hmm. the team, not only statistically, but also had a lot, a, a good amount of assists as well, like Kane. But it's Serie A, so it's not the it's same. A, it's a league. It's a, it's a long run. Yeah, but... It's hard to point it at one player for the whole league. It's not like he was Suarez in Liverpool back in, you know, 14. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a whole different uh, status. Yeah, but that, that's where that's what it comes down to with me, though. It's the money, okay. you know? Um, no, that, that totally makes sense because... When you look at a player, like look, we look at Timo Werner and we see 70 million. If we only saw like, say, 40, we'd be like, damn, he's pretty fucking good. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, shit, dude. If you get Harry Kane for 100 mil and he doesn't put up 20 goals next season, they're going to laugh. Everybody, we're going to be a meme. I don't want that. I think I think it depends on, on what else happens. But Well, yeah. I mean, if we win the league, like, I mean, people are still going to have a laugh. But I mean... Ah, uh, you know, it's just, it doesn't sit right with me. I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised if it happens, right? It's a crazy amount of money. Yeah. But, and and uh I Haaland for me is worth it. Because of the But you wouldn't laugh if he if he scored less than 20. Well, he has 8 more years to make up for it. Harry Kane only has maybe <laughs> yeah, 2 see? or 3. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so maybe 2 or 3. I I think when we're talking about 150, it should be black and white. Either you perform or you don't cuz that's, well, that's way a- too much money. Well, that see, or I look anybody. at it I don't. I don't think anybody should go for that much money. You well, have to be that's, messy. That's, you have to be messy in his prime. We're past that now because Pogba went for a hundred mil. That's pretty <laughs> mental. So I know, and and we, you know, that proved not to be the biggest bargain. But you know, the thing that the reason why I say I'd rather pay that much for Haaland is because, um, I mean, from what I've seen already, he the guy's stupid talented. But I, I could think that he's only gonna get better. Yeah, uh, with with the skill, you know, with the wisdom, with the right coaching. I'm not sure if he'll ever come to City though, but um, yeah, we'll know. have to see about that one. But uh, yeah, uh, moving on from from England, uh, England or Harry Kane. Or I mean, uh, England, England, Harry Kane. Anything else about the England game? Um, no, I mean, I I think that was every uh, everything. I did touch on Southgate. I, I do feel that he needs to his subs need to come on earlier. Mm-hmm. That was a big problem, and I think. They'll be they'll be fine. Yeah. All right. So yeah, let's move on to the final. Let's talk about the final. So yeah, let's talk about the final. Uh, Italy versus England. Wow. Uh, two sides that they've they've been great defensively. They've attacked pretty well. I would say I would say both have had their bad games attacking wise, and both have had good games attacking wise. Yeah. Um, what do you got? Uh, my heart, my heart uh, goes for England, but my brain tells me that Italy's the better team. The better team. Um. Yeah. Uh. You mm. know, 
Hmm. It's just the thing is, this is, this is what I'm going to get to. And when I see Lorenzo Insigne, Ciro Immobile, um, you know, the, these guys, all they need is a small Chiesa, you know, especially as well. All they need is a small chance, and they're fucking clinical, man. They're clinical, and as soon as they score that goal, they defend their leads very well. England had trouble beating Denmark. That, for me, is a big worry. I'm rooting for I'm rooting for England as a fan though because I love them I love their players, and and, and you know and all that. But I, you know, Italy man, um, they just I t- I feel like they 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 punish you more than than England will. I hope I'm wrong though. I'm rooting for England and my prediction is gonna be for England. But um, Italy is just nobody's been able to fucking beat them. Man. I, I think the key the key is going to be uh, how. How England can deal with, uh, with that that center that center uh, partnership of uh, Jorginho, uh, Locatelli, and, and either Verratti or whoever's in there, because it's it's a revolving door. There's a Mexico fan in the stands for England Denmark. Uh, yeah, they're <laughs> interesting. Um, anyway, um, it, it's going to be interesting, and I think I think this is a game you're going to hate what I say with this. Mm-hmm. I think this is a game for uh, Jordan Henderson. Mm. Uh, truthfully, I, I, I think he knows how to how to manage the, the the tempo better than any of the youngsters can. If you have Jordan Henderson, Calvin Phillips, and Declan Rice, I think that would be a good counter to to what Italy can offer in the midfield. Let's not forget that Busquets had his way with Italy, and Jorginho had his worst game. And I think it was strictly due to to Busquets. Uh, uh, presence in the midfield and i think we can all, all the bullshit you can talk about luis enrique but that was one of his one of his touches is to have busquets control because he had an amazing match that game yeah well busquets is is one of the best midfielders of the decade for me mm-hmm, yeah, of course um that, that guy is just not fair um but i don't know i don't know because when you do that you also sacrifice creativity um uh, henderson for me is is a good player. I, I don't think he's that good to, to start a, a valuable match for England, but I, I see your logic. I think defensively he does carry more than Grealish and Foden and Mount, um, but I think you need that creative spark, and Mount didn't provide that so much in this game, and I don't know if he should start next game. But I think he's going to go with Mount just because of his uh, box-to-box ability. Yeah, but... But for no other reason than that. Yeah. Because Mount hasn't really had the best tournament for, yeah. for what he showed with Chelsea. Granted, it's different systems, different different ideologies within the managers. Yeah, yeah. But but Mount hasn't really been the same player that he was for Chelsea now yeah. with England. Yeah. Well, that's, um, this is my thing is that no matter who England start in the midfield, I think Italy have them beat uh, in the midfield. Uh, they, see, they have I too love, much class. I love that partnership with Declan Rice and, and Calvin Phillips. It's good. It's good. But, I mean. Uh, and if they can add some X factor there, it, it could be a really good battle. Now, in terms of uh, defense. Uh, I mean, Italy's attack going to England's defense. They're not going to win any aerial battles there. And that's the thing. I don't think they rely on aerial balls. The thing about them is they they rely on on just quick passing. Well, well if you look at England's or Italy's game, they do a lot of switching and a lot of like kind of disruptive long balls. Yeah, but that's the they thing. They catch you by surprise they, on those. They and chase I don't the know. second ball. Yeah, they don't go yeah. for the first one. Yeah, they chase I don't, the second. I don't ball. know if if England. Uh, if Italy can beat England on that sort of 
sort of uh, tactic. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's gonna be a tough one, but uh, the thing is, and they... and can and can Italy's defense deal with England's quickness? I think not. Uh, that's that's actually the the strength that England have going forward is gonna be their wingers because, uh, you know, aside from Emerson, I don't I don't I'm not too high on Italy's fullbacks, so that's an area they're gonna have to exploit. But um, it's gonna be a uh, I think an even match. I think I don't know. It's just part of me. You don't have faith in Southgate. I don't, well, I don't have faith in Southgate, and I don't have faith in England as a whole because of the history. They're bottlers. Always have been. <laughs> Fifty-five years they haven't played. You in think a, the players think of that? Uh, it's got to be in some of their heads for sure. You think so? I, I I hope they can change the narrative though, and I have faith. But I I've never, and it's just me now as a fan. I've never felt confident for England in a big game. They've always let me down. Well, I've how many big really games fun. have they been since you've been born? Well, that's the thing. I mean, like, I'm just talking about World Cup or any yeah. any big game where they play another big team. They always get clapped. Always. <laughs> Straight up. I mean, this is the first uh, tournament where I can say they've actually stepped up and, and done the goods. But that's another question mark. They haven't played too many great teams. Italy have. Uh, a few of them, actually. So, I don't know. I, I'm rooting for England, like I said. That's true. Um but a fucking hell i'm not gonna lie i'm worried for them man i'm worried i'm worried but uh i'll root for them i, I don't know i think uh i think uh, kyle walker's got an insignia size pocket doesn't have to be that big either uh i think uh <sighs> Shit, man. i i think that that italy don't have anything that can match uh luke shaw luke shaw's been one of the best oh, players. luke shaw's been very good yeah see and, that's what, that's what i'm saying that's what england have on italy and, their fullbacks and, are much better and italy's wingbacks uh, who c- can they contest with Saka or Sancho and Sterling? I don't think so. You also got to figure that Kane's going to get his his game in too. And is he going to are are uh, are Chiellini and Bonucci going to fall for the trap that that Kane sets with falling back a lot because he does that a whole lot? Uh, Do they have the pace to to want to fall into that trap? Because if if Kane steps back and has his way. With pinging passes to uh, whoever's up there, Sterling, uh, Saka, and, and whoever makes a run up like Grealish or Mount, are they going to want to give him that space? Or are they going to want to press him? They don't have the pace to do that. They're too old. No, but I I think the midfield will will definitely play a part in stopping Kane. And as for Kane in in at, like just specifically, um, you know, Italy didn't have much problems uh, holding Lukaku. Who's not exactly like Kane has different. He's, they, yeah, they're not. They're not similar in, in many ways. But they, no, they have a lot of similarities. But uh, the difference with Kane is that hmm. he can drop down a bit more and pick a pass. But even then, uh, you know, Lukaku's not a terrible passer. Obviously, not at the same level as Kane. But like I said, the the area is going to be the wings, and I think Sterling. It's this that match has Sterling written written, written all over it to take advantage of Saka as well. I, I imagine. Foden, I imagine a lot of give and goes. Yeah, that's gonna be the key, and, and I think that's a, that's a big key, especially if Bonucci or Chiellini drop back to to try and uh, press, uh, uh, to try and pressure uh, Harry Kane. Um, I imagine someone like uh, like Foden can have his day against the Italian defense. Yeah, um, Jack Gre- Grealish. I think Grealish. Grealish yeah. every time he's come on is a spark. Grealish is an X factor for me. He he has to play. In fact, I think he has to start, but. Southgate has his favorites. That should have been a that should have been a first timer for that's, him out. Yeah, that's when I knew he had to come off. 
<laughs> no seriously i was like you gotta fucking hit that first time yep. live with the live with the results yeah whether it's to rosette or whether it's in top corner or whether it's a rebound and, and harry kane scores the rebound on you know on the other but um yeah i think see that and this is a good segue i think mount should be benched personally and start Grealish there um if you don't start Grealish, i mean if you're, you're Grealish does a lot of work defensively he does track back he could but, do everything he could but, do everything yeah. but he doesn't provide the same sort of defensive coverage that mount does but then but attacking wise which, yeah exactly that's, that's so, what it's so like. there's, there's a sort of give and take there and do you for against italy do you appreciate mount's creativity and x-factorness or do you appreciate mount's uh defensive effort coming from coming from the attacking half when when I have uh, Declan Rice and, and Calvin Phillips next to me, mm-hmm. I'm starting an attacker uh, nine times out of ten. Nice. That's okay. that's just my and, and that yeah that I mean that's thing. that's there's nothing wrong with that. I, yeah. I I can't disagree with that. Yeah, and I like Hendo too. It's not a bad shout. Um, I just don't know if he has the legs anymore for a, for a big game like that. But mm-hmm. maybe as a sub for sure. Yeah, it's uh, not like it's not like Italy are going to run you off the park. They they don't really rely on their speed or anything like that. So. Yeah, this is yeah very interesting Italy side, man. Um, yeah, they're 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 a pretty mixed bag. Yeah, it's really hard to give them a, a strict identity because historically you're like, you know, very now, now for Italy's X factors like Belotti or uh, Belotti yeah, so, or um what's what, what's the other guy's name uh, Bernardeschi. Yeah, Bernardeschi. Do you, do you think those guys give trouble to Maguire or Stones? To an extent, and and what what worries me most with them is the counter. They're not that quick, but they know how to f- they know how to move the ball amongst themselves. Yeah. They make proper passes. They don't turn it. They're over they're, too much. they're very good passing. They're uh, clean. defensive. Yeah. Uh, duo. It's not gonna be for for like a pace uh, war or anything like but, that. But uh, but Bonucci's got such amazing like oh yeah passes. He, he knows he's, how to break the lines. He's, yeah, he's up there with some of the best central defenders like Ramos or uh, yeah. Thiago Silva. I think Maguire uh, is a guy who's and up there him as well. too. Yeah, him too. I think for my favorite though, and his kind of biased, but Laporte is is and we didn't even touch on this, but for me, Laporte uh, took Spain to another level. By the way, defensively, I totally forgot to mention him, but yeah, he yeah he was a big part in their success. But that's gonna be a key, and maybe the center backs might play a role. I don't remember uh, seeing Reese James in this match, by the way. That's no, a, he hasn't really been featuring. Uh, I, I, well, I, I like him a lot. How are you going to get ahead of Kyle Walker? Kyle Walker's been one of England's best yeah. players. I mean, that's. And then at, at center back, I think, John Stones. I, I, and yeah. also another thing, because Insignia is so quick, Kyle Walker is the perfect counter to that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, Kyle Walker is. He's been so good this team of the season. I don't yeah. think anyone. Yeah, if you're, team if, of you're the tournament, of, yeah. if you're thinking about right backs for the tournament, no one's been better. Nah, man. Uh, he hasn't gone up like he usually does with City, but nah, they yeah. don't need that because England's got talent going forward. But yeah, it's funny because defensively, a, that right side has been on lock. Yeah, yeah. For for England, somebody was kind of clowning on Walker though, like saying like, "Oh, but like you know his crosses, like they make me cringe." You know, it's, Trent sure, should have been starting. Sure, sure. And they're like, "Okay, but what about like what Trent's when you defense? when you bring that when you bring that into the equation? Like, oh, he he crossed it. Like, should, Trent should have been there." Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Because without <laughs> without Kyle Walker, uh, England don't have that zero goals coming into the semifinal. Oh no, no, no chance, right? man. Yeah, he's so good. Like we can't we we can't say that with confidence if Trent was playing. No, you know? yeah. Trent's good at, at certain things, but yeah, man, it's gonna be a hell of a match. I have my prediction is I have England winning. I have England winning. I hope I hope they do. I take another two one England. Yeah, I'll take two one as well. And I'll take zero even. I'll take two one in regulation. 
But, man, I wouldn't be surprised if it were to go to extra time, though. It's a tough match. Fuck yeah, man. That's it, it, It's pretty close to 50-50. Yeah, Like, yeah. the last time, Euros 2016, uh, 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 France going against Portugal, you're like, ah, come on, man. France yeah. is like a 3-1 to favorite or something. No, yeah. this shit is this shit's 50-50. Yeah, for sure. Um, What a turn football has taken, though, you know? For for that to be the final, like Italy, England, like two teams that have been far beyond Spain, far beyond France, far beyond Germany, in terms of like how underwhelming they've been. Sure, it's crazy to see them actually here, you know. And it's cool because that's that's what I love about football. It's like well, every country has their golden generation. Well, yeah. If we go as far as progression goes, so remember how you were talking earlier, how Holland, if if. You know he's he has this project this uh, trajectory that he can take, where he's this young and you know eight years later he's gonna be this good. Yeah. But England has really taken that step where they went to the semifinal in the World Cup, barely lost. They weren't they weren't played out of the park. I don't think. No, no, no. And now they're in the finals of the Euro, the the following Euro. So I think I think they're on a on an upwards trend, and you know if, if this continues, we can see him. Uh, we can see them going far into the world cup next year no oh, i i totally agree yeah i i think they have everything um i think an area they can improve is manager and goalkeeper and yeah. by the way i think and i hate this for dean henderson i think he should be starting there and i think if he was at his own club like i mean like the true number one i think he i think he's the guy for the future and i don't know uh maybe it's time for deha to leave united and give dean dean hendo the the gloves or but I, I need to see more of that cat because I think that's that's one area they need because everything way, else is pretty stacked. Yeah, I mean I know I know they maybe they're conceded. not deep in central central defenders. Maybe maybe yeah, but I mean I, I, I like I I'd like have to their... I'd have to look at the teams and be like oh no wait yeah no England England are set on on central defense, but I I can't really think of too many central defenders other than Stones and. Uh, Stones, Maguire, Mings, Mings is good. Uh, Tarkowski, and then my thing is, I Tarkowski is a British. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Uh, I and the thing is, uh, I think Reese James could play center back, but yeah, that's what a uh, Tuchel's kind of. Uh, yeah, I kind mean, of gearing him towards. We'll see. I, I no, I like England as well for the World Cup. I think they're they're gonna do bits. Obviously, we still have to wait how the grouping comes out and everything, but I like them a lot. I like them in Spain the most for like those are two teams where I see the prospects and I'm like fuck as they're gonna be really good, um, but yeah man it's gonna be a belter I can't wait. Damn that guy is sunburnt as fuck. <laughs> and um, all right so yeah we both take uh, England for the for the final. Man it's gonna be a good one. That's gonna be so good. Yeah it's a Sunday. Sunday uh, at noon, I believe it's gonna be a great one. Western time, Western mm-hmm. Pacific. Oh yeah, time. for us, yeah. Um, yeah. Fuck, it's already at an end, man. I remember when we were just starting to talk about the first match, it's Hungary versus, I don't know, somebody. Portugal or something. Like yeah, it was first week, and we were kind of we weren't too excited, and now it's been like wow, it's one of the best tournaments I've seen in a good while. Yeah, better than the last World Cup, I'd say. And I love that the fans are there too, man. It it, it adds finally an, it yeah. adds it adds another level, man. Yeah, because when you look at Copa America, which is a perfect segue, when you look at Copa America, you can hear the players talking shit. Ah, uh, that's cool too, though. 
Yeah, it is cool. There, there, there's a sense to it, but I mean, we've seen that for a year now, man. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> no, but th- th- that was the most entertaining. Well, we'll touch on that in a little bit. But the the Argentina game in particular was fucking hell. That was funny as hell, dude. Hearing em- Emiliano Martinez and Messi and all these guys, uh, you know, talk shit. But but yeah, Copa America, man. Um, tournament that's only gotten better as as the teams progress. And and the reason being because uh, you know a lot of these countries aren't as good as they used to be. And and I'm looking at teams like Chile, Uruguay. Um, you know, teams that generally put out good teams, their stars are all kind of aged now. And it's like, shit, who's the next Alexis Sanchez? Who's the next Vidal for Uruguay? Who's going to be the next Suarez? Who's going to be the next Cavani? The only guy I really like there that's like, okay, he's a factor is Valverde. After that is a steep drop off. So that I think yeah. that's why Copa America hasn't been as great this year. But the two teams that have been great. Are the traditional yeah, yeah. Brazil and, and, and Argentina. And it's like who we predicted to get to the final um man it's gonna be a, a great finish there i don't know if you want to touch on the uh we'll just talk about the semifinals and then we can go on to for sure for sure so uh, brazil beat uh they beat peru right yeah in the semifinal uh was it one to zero i, I believe so, so yeah, yeah. uh what's his name paulita paul oh yeah lucas paqueta paqueta what a player paqueta I think he's the 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 leading off of off player. of an amazing Neymar move, by the way. Good <sighs> lord, that guy Neymar. that guy's just yeah, he's so good. <sighs> he's man. so full of them. I don't know. Have you ever like had like a skill move against somebody and then you don't know how you did it? You just kind of did it. Just it just came off, yeah. Yeah, but he does that. This so guy, often. this guy does it three, four times a game. Where well, yeah, that's the thing. Cause you don't you see a lot of players in the game that they try it often. And it's like, what the fuck? Are you? Come on, bro! Like yeah, you could have made this. You're professional, play. man. And then, but Neymar does not real shit on a consistent basis, and this is why I'll always say this: is that for me, fuck the stats, fuck the you know, fuck whatever demographics Thank or you. anything. Thank you. It's just like you just know he should be up for the Ballon d'Or every year. I know he plays at PSG. I know he's in the easy, like yeah, easy league. Yeah, he's just not available. That's his problem. And that's that too. But man, on, on his day, yeah, he plays for uh, Valencia. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, on his day, uh, dude. I don't know if there's anybody on his level right now. Messi, maybe. But with with the the ball at his feet, I mean, fuck, man. How are you gonna get the ball off that guy? Yeah, you remember that video where it's like a friendly, but there's a dude on his knees begging him not to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not to not to juke him, but. That's uh, Neymar. Neymar is—he's so crazy. Uh, but it's just his petulance, you know, take detracts from it. You know, yeah, his, I, his his theatrics—it it takes away from from the skill. And people focus on that too much. But when I don't you mind see it, yeah. when you see a a genuine skill like that, where it just makes someone in, invisible, basically, you're like, like this guy. You, <laughs> there's no way to measure this. Yeah, he's not scoring. He's not. Maybe even not assisting, but fuck, this guy. This guy is special, and and we forget that we 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 just focus too much on on the on the negatives and the and the bullshit that comes along with it. But yeah, man, Neymar is is fucking magical to to watch, man. Yeah. I love I love watching him play. He's so good. He's the closest I've seen to Ronaldinho, uh, with the with the Techers. Yeah, it's like I mean, I'll, maybe I'll he's always... not as audacious as Ronaldinho, but he's more consistent for sure. Well, yeah, he has. He we're, has we're, his yeah, we we forget that Ronaldinho wasn't the most consi- consistent player. No, no, but you know, in terms of the <laughs> the shit that he pulls, it's like fuck, man. I 
I, I still, I'm always in awe. And, and I know when I watch him, I'm in for a show. So he gets eyeballs on the televisions. Everybody knows who Neymar is. It's like that Messi-Ronaldo effect. It's like no matter if you don't even watch soccer, you know who he is. I feel like Neymar's on that level. He's a brand for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that, that was said, a penalty. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally think so. Although some people are trying to say that Kane kind of kicked out. I don't know. But, I mean, it did look like a penalty to me as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah that should have been a penalty. Yeah. yeah, He's not kicking out. <laughs> There's no way. Boom. A little, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a strange one. Yeah. Um, but, but, I, but I can see why they don't call it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, but yeah, Brazil, Brazil win deserved deservedly so. Like, honestly, should have scored more as well. I was watching this game; they they should have scored more. Um, but you know, that's that's the game. Uh, interesting note is that before this game, I forgot who they were playing. I want to say maybe Paraguay, or no, sorry, Chile. Uh, this dude, uh, fucking Gabriel Jesus, like fucking kicks uh some guy in the face with his studs. It was crazy. So he's banned for the rest of the tournament. Two, two games. Yeah. So yeah, for he's missing the semis and now the final. So it kind of sucks, but I mean, yeah, I still I still have Brazil as one of the favorites, and I can't wait to see them face the next team, which we'll get into that right now. Argentina beat Colombia in penalties. Uh, Lautaro scored the only goal for Argentina, and Luis Diaz scored a fucking beautiful goal. I mean, it's a very simple goal, close range, but. Man, the technique to score like that on the run. I love that shit, man. It reminds me of Aguero. And Luis Diaz p- currently plays at Porto. For me, the best Colombian player at the moment. Somebody's going to spend a lot of money on him. By the way, the, the, this guy, Luis Diaz, is is a player I'd be willing to, for City to drop boatloads of cash on. He, cause he's not well-known yet, and he's relatively young, and he just has that trait. Um, anyways, though... They both score 1-1. They go to, you know, extra time. Well, actually, no extra time, straight to penalties, which a lot of people love, by the way, because it, it's not diminishing the players um, so much as it is in the, the Euros. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, it goes to penalties, and there's a lot of theatrics going on in terms of, uh, you know, the keepers Showmanship, talking, I, I you know, call it. You know, a lot of jawing off, and I, I liked it. it was I cool. like it. It, I, it, it. I don't know if we see that too much, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, some people are saying that it's actually quite common. It's just that we never catch it because it's a stadium full of Mira people. Mira que te como, hermano. Yeah, yeah. He was he was going in on him. And I was like, fuck, man. Like, how do you feel as a penalty taker going into that? Like, I don't give a shit. Uh, he's not in your head after saying that? Nah. I know what he's doing. <laughs> fuck. Yeah, that's that's tough. But, um, yeah, in the end, Emmy Martinez blocked uh, three penalties I think, and I, it's crazy because I called him, man. I was like, this guy's going to He's gonna so good. Me. He's such a good keeper. Yeah, he's, he's I, I think he's up there with, like, Kaylor Navas as far as, like, like pure shot-stopping ability. Those yeah. two are probably the two best. Yeah, for sure, for sure. They're I, obviously undersized compared to your De Gea, to your uh, Oblak, Courtois. Yeah. Uh, Neuer, but in, in reflexes and shot-stopping. Yeah, from a keeper, though I think those are are the two best players. He's man. he's the best keeper I've ever seen for Argentina. I've never seen anybody better than him, 
And Argentina don't have many guys that you could say are great, but he's by far, you know, the best one. Uh, Sergio Romero, I, I was never too high on him. Oh, no. Uh, you know, Willy Caballero, Orion, uh, Armani, uh, S, uh, what's the other guy's name? Who's the shot for Abondanzieri? Ah. That, and that was, it, that's more of like early, mid-2000s. Yeah, thing. yeah. He was okay. There was another guy. I forget his name. I'm sure my pops could. Yeah, can, yeah. Uh, but no, Emi, Emi me Martinez that. for me, uh, because he's also doing it at club level. Um, and he, I think he's going to go to a big club. I, I think he's... And I love his story. Like, the trajectory. He came through Arsenal. Never got his fair shot. But now Kept he's... Kept getting loaned out. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, shit, man. I'm happy for him. And it's going to be a great final. We have Argentina. Brazil. I didn't mention Messi so much in this match, but he did get the assist to Lautaro. He almost got a beautiful, another one again uh, with uh, oh, in the beginning of the match, like the first few minutes. Maybe it was Lautaro, maybe it was the Pau, but yeah, yeah. He he almost had another one where he made a little run in. Oh man, Messi's playing unreal right now. Yeah. You know, we mentioned Neymar, Messi's right up there with him too. Oh no, Messi's Messi's beyond that. His actual contribution. Well, yeah, with the statistically, stats, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but man, um, it's going to be a great final, man. I, I like both teams. I'm not going to be mad at whoever wins really. But who do you got? Oh, I, I, I'm going to stand by my pick. I have to go with Brazil. Brazil. But I wouldn't be mad if Argentina won it, man. Um, it would be a nice uh, swan song for Messi as far as the national team goes. Yeah. I know we'll probably play the world cup next year, but it would be nice for Messi to actually win something with them because I don't see them winning the world cup. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a long shot. Having yeah. said that, I'll still take Brazil. I think Brazil, uh, a- as a team, are better. Yeah, yeah, they're more complete. I would say Brazil are one of the best teams in the world right now. Uh, yeah, of course. I. Uh, that's not outrageous. No, no, not at all. But, like, you know, some people are even saying if they were competing in the Euros, they'd probably be up there. You know, they'd be finalists maybe. Um, but, you know... I, like you said, they have not only do they have a, a more complete team, um, they also have a really good bench. Despite not having Gabriel Jesus, I, I just see them winning. But it's gonna be a good game. Um, oh, for sure, and yeah. we're gonna tune in. For I did. Sure. I did enjoy Argentina's celebrations, though. Although some people would be like, "Oh, they're celebrating a semi," but still, it's like it's just it's just always entertaining for me to watch them celebrate because they dance and. They talk their shit, you know. They so. were talking shit to the reporters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I did. It's it's funny, man. It's it's a vibe, you know. You don't get that anywhere else. That's not really that doesn't really happen in Europe, you know. They're much more, you know, tame, more calm. Um, but yeah, man, it's gonna be a belter. I by the way, I didn't touch on Papu Gomez. I feel like he's had a, a brilliant. Uh, uh, he's been good. Copa America, man. He's, you know, it's it's good to see that too because he he was a late bloomer with the national team, but I, I think he's awfully skilled. Yeah, when you operate in that attacking midfield position in the last 15 years as an Argentine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good luck. <laughs> good luck getting some playing time. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> you know, they, they, there's there's this little guy, I don't know if you've heard of him, called Messi, that he's been uh, he's been keeping that position on lock. Well, yeah. And uh, there's no shame in it, but, you know, good luck. It's um, a tough one. It's, yeah. it's a lot harder to play than as an Argentine goalkeeper, I'll say that. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, but uh, yeah, man, it's gonna be a, a great finals. Um, and then later on that day, we have USA versus Haiti. Uh, that's quite a drop off. Well, Gold <laughs> Cup is on that day as well. But yeah, nobody's gold, gonna. Is that win. the first game? I'm not sure if it's the first, but I just happened to see that it was on that day. Yeah, the Gold Cup uh, f- kind of 
you know, fell, fell through the cracks a little bit. Um, just simply because there was a Nations League, the CONCACAF Nations League, and yeah. uh, the Olympics are coming by too. Mm-hmm, the Olympics, so, and then World Cup qualifying is going to... World Cup qualifying is creeping on. up as well. So, yeah. uh, man, I don't... I'm not interested, to be honest with you. Yeah, the Gold I know Cup Mexico is, is taking like almost almost an A team. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah, pretty much. Pretty much an A team. Yeah, and, uh, damn near. Yeah, which is I guess okay because a lot of the European players don't get a whole lot of playing time. Oh, speaking of your playing European and Mexicans. Yeah. I have to mention that JJ Macias. Yeah. From Chivas got a got signed to Getafe on a loan. Yeah. Yeah, on alone, but but still, that's good. Though. We'll we'll see him prove himself in in Europe and see if he's the real deal. He's the highest valued player in all of Liga Mekis as it stands. Right, right, yeah. So, uh, well, you know, we hope to see good things from him because Concacaf players are the future, right? Well, you know, I and this is the the thing that I I want to see him do good. You know, I I want to see the Canadians do well. I want to see, I want to see all of us do well, man, because I think it's just. It, it it gives us more of a serious, uh, you know, rep when it comes to football because we're seen as amateurs still by the rest of the world. Um, I feel like players like, you know, going back to back in the day, like Carlos Vela and, and Donovan and Clint Dempsey, these guys really set the stones, Jermaine Jones. But now I want to see us take take it to another level. So Beyond those guys. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I think that's a good sign. I feel uh, like, like Pulisic, uh, Tecatito. Yeah. Um, Chucky to an extent. Chucky to an extent. Gio Reyna is oh, on the move. Weston McKinney. Weston McKinney. Big, big leap, yeah. Uh, Ache Ache. Ache Ache, yeah. Good shot. Guardado. Uh, Guardado to an extent. He never really made like a big move, but he's been so consistent that you can't really... Yeah, he he plays. He plays. I actually like that because that's what I wanted to see out of Lainis. He hasn't gotten quite the chance yet, but... It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. He's still, he's still quite young, so I mean... Uh, let's not look any further than our guy from last week, Alexis. I mean, oh yeah, you know it's tough for for a twenty oh, year old to break sure. through. Uh, so, you know, there there's a lot of guys that are ready to go beyond Donovan, Dempsey, Gio, uh, Dos Santos, uh, Chicharito, mm-hmm. um, Bella. Uh, you know, we skipped over Alfonso Davies. I think he's oh Alfonso Davies probably been the most successful out of out of all those guys. Really, damn, he's near. got he's got a a set down starting spot locked up at Bayern Munich, the mm-hmm. previous uh, Champions League champions. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, we forget about Canada. Yeah, that's their best player. And then Jonathan David, too, who who won a league title with Lille this Lille, season. Yeah. Um, I mean, there, there's, there's tons of them now, and I'm glad to see it, man. Um, and I hope he does well. Getafe is a good is a very good team to join because it's not like super out up there, so you're gonna. It's not get like a it's shot. impossible for him to get a starting spot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, that's the thing. And, and uh, combining him with Cucurella, I don't know. It could be good. It could be good. I don't know. It could be the beginning of a good partnership, for sure. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see. I, I hope he does well. I hope he doesn't fall into the same trap that a lot of Mexicans have, where. You know, they hey. get homesick or, or they get upset that they don't get automatic starting time. Yeah, that's the thing. You got to put your that, head that, down. That's, you a, that's a big thing with, with Mexican players. So hopefully uh, hopefully he uh, he gets over that. Um, uh, but beyond that, uh, as far as club news goes, we I mean, we can't go on uh, without talking about uh, Barcelona. Yeah, they're they're in a whole shit show right now. <sighs> Man, they're they're in a position where they haven't registered their new signings. 
most namely uh, Eric Garcia, uh, Sergio Cunaguero, and Memphis Depay. Yeah. <laughs> they have to drop wages in order to register those signings. And uh, they're, they're a few hundred million uh, euros short. But yeah. they did get a little bit of grace, though. I, I feel like it, there's a little conspiracy coming from Barcelona's front office. And call me crazy, but but this this uh, whole Griezmann racism thing came at a perfect time for Barcelona. Uh, call me crazy. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's am funny because the, the video's the video super old too. That's it, it's a two year old video that's yeah. been on their own social media page. Yeah, yeah. For over two years. So you tell me. Uh, am I, I crazy? Am I tripping? No, I mean I don't know. No, I'm not saying you're wrong, but uh, it's just one of those things like. It's a little too perfect for Barcelona, if you ask me. <laughs> there, uh, Griezmann was found, and Griezmann and Usman Dembele, who happen to be two of the highest earners for Barcelona, and Barcelona's biggest problem right now is their highest earners. Uh, they they need to drop some uh, quote unquote dead weight uh, because their wages are too high, so they can sign their new players, and so they can go ahead and uh, keep Messi to the contract that they want him for. Yeah. And that he's supposedly agreed to. Um, yeah, there's a video where they're uh, they're making fun of a Japanese staff at a hotel that they were staying in preseason a few years ago, and uh, they said some. Do we want to call it racist? Is it racist? People think it's racist. I I I don't I don't think it is. I think it is. Uh, uh, I think it's fucked up. Yeah, it's mean. It's not. It's not nice. You know. Um, but you know, as a person. A normal person, you joke. <laughs> you joke with your friends, right? And that's what he was doing, to an extent, kind of being a bit comedic. And but you know, he did say some things that were problematic. More, the thing that was most problematic is insulting their culture by saying, "Oh, it's such a backwards language" or some shit like that. Saying, "Oh, I thought you guys were techni- technologically yeah, advanced." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, because like they were that. having trouble installing their playstations or something. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, it was mean for sure. It was mean. It's shit that you would you would see people say every day, and you wouldn't think a thing. But it's since it's a soccer player or a you know celebrity, you're gonna judge him for it. Fair enough. I honestly think it's Barcelona's. You know, Barcelona hired somebody or something to to point it out. Could I mean, be. it's not beyond Barcelona's culture because uh, let's not forget that Bartomeu hired a, a firm to uh, to talk shit and threaten their players. Uh, last year, yeah. Well, that I mean, that's just that wasn't that was a thing. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the thing is that there's so many on uh, Twitter, of course. Yeah, there's so many like facets to to like affect things like this now, you know. And I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if tomorrow or Friday we get some news that Barcelona's uh, dropping uh, uh, Griezmann's contract because he affected their their. Um, they're marketing with the Asian. They're marketing community. or their sponsorships negatively, and uh, they have to cut ties with him or something. Yeah. I know they. I know they wanted to sell him. Yeah. On top of getting rid of his wages, but I think they'll settle for just losing his wages at this point. Just well, anything to keep messy. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, bro. He's he on just about got 800, 900 a week. Yeah, let's but not he, forget that he just got injured, uh, Dembele too. So he's he's just not worth much. And well, the thing is that right now. Messi doesn't have a contract, so... He's technically a free agent. He's a free agent, so they can structure it however they please. If they wanted to, they could pay him a 1000 a week. 
it's probably not if gonna happen he agreed to it right right and that's the that's the thing will messi agreed to it he loves the club so much he loves the city so much he doesn't want to move his kids don't want to move his family would he i don't know um I w- it wouldn't would it be an me. insult Mm, not not to me i mean i mean to anybody that hates barcelona i could see that yeah like you'd kind of be like fuck like what the fuck like leave you know uh but like as somebody who who has admired the loyalty of him being there for so long and coming through the youth academy and everything it would be cool but i i don't think it'll happen but um <laughs> i mean there's people saying that he's gonna come to city like nah i don't believe that man i just don't see him leaving barca man like if any if nothing else Barca will find a way to to keep Messi. They they won't sign Aguero. They won't sign anybody else. They'll keep Messi. But uh, we'll see, man. It's it's right now the the big obstacles. How are they going to clear that two hundred million? I think they need to. It's more than that. Yeah, it's closer to three hundred. Yeah. Uh. So they. I don't know how they'll they'll do it. You know. But. I guess we'll see. They're they still got about a month or so. <laughs> yeah. Month uh, and a half. I. Yeah. I mean, I would personally love to see Messi leave just because of everything that happened last season uh but you know that's wow fuck um but yeah uh yeah Barcelona aren't aren't a tough pickle because they they made big deals of these signings uh, Garcia Depay and Aguero and they're they're technically not official Barcelona players, as far as the league is concerned. No, yeah, they're and not. And the league has salary cap rules that no one else has, which I think is fair. I, I think it makes sense. It's not stupid crazy like like the NBA where they're they're super strict about it. But honestly, I think they're going to get a slap on the wrist and they're going to have their way anyway. They're too big of a of a you know a marketing thing for the, for the league for them not to you know. Yeah. Uh, and and Tebas would be wiser too, um, despite he probably has his affinities for, for the other club in Spain. Um, so the rumor is, yeah. Yeah, no, no, it's it's established. <laughs> uh, but the thing we is, we don't get the breaks that they do, man. Uh well, I don't know if if Tebas has much of a say with the breaks that they have or have gotten. It's more, it's just, it's a separate thing. But my my thing is, uh, well, which was funny was like. Pep having his a few jabs at Tebas as well. Well, well let's not let's not forget last year that uh, that Tebas was part of the whole thing about the arbitration with keep with keeping Messi within the league. That was a thing. Oh, for sure, but That's he because never he, happened with a Madrid player. So well, if we're going to talk about playing favorites, uh, let's let's be fair. No, no, no. But that's not favoritism. That's that's just a matter. Of, that's just a matter of him looking for his out for his yeah, own. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's the, not. The, that's and not, the league, the league is within that. No, no, yeah. But that's not to favor Barcelona. That's just to favor himself. He does. That's he, yeah. That's to favor the league. But yeah, I mean, if he was if he was out for his own for his own uh, favoritism, which you say Madrid is. Yeah. And which has been reported. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure, it has. It's it's. it's it, he would he would have been cool. Like okay, let 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 him go, and mm. Madrid can win. Mon- money title. talks though, man. That's that's a lot of money. That's the best player to ever play the sport. You're gonna want to keep him at any cost, but because the thing is, Messi brings eyeballs anywhere he goes, man. Of course. And and the, my only argument there was like, why didn't he have that same energy with Ronaldo? Well, Ronaldo didn't give a fuck. Ronaldo's a mercenary. He'll well, go wherever the where the money well, goes. Yeah, Messi actually has an affinity for that Barcelona. That was a different situation because there wasn't anything about an arbitration or anything. Ronaldo's Ronaldo wa- wanted to leave, so that yeah, well, there, there was a there was a a, a, a sell there 
from Madrid to Juventus. He wasn't a free agent. Right, right. There wasn't anything about like any clauses or anything. There was, it was just two clubs uh, working with with each other to to sell a player. Like happens all the time. Yeah, I I, I don't know if I would say that's like a. I think it's it's him watching his own back instead of him doing a favor to Barca, really. But um, you know. But uh, anyway, continue with what you were saying about. I forgot. Oh well, it was just Pep had a few jabs at Tebas himself, and Tebas got a little butt hurt. But he's just pointing out the hypocrisy about state-owned clubs or state-sponsored clubs when Spain has always sponsored clubs like Madrid and Barcelona. He's always given them uh, or allowed them to spend insane amounts of money, but. Debas likes to clown City and Chelsea and PSG for spending so much money. So I that that's what he was getting at. I thought that was pretty funny. And um, you know, obviously there's that they have their own little spat that they've had for a few years now. But yeah, basically safe to say Pep won't ever be coming back to La Liga. I'm pretty sure. At least not as long as Debas is there. You know it'd be good if he came back just to fuck with him and win a title. Yeah. With his fucking rules, yeah, that would be crazy. But with with the money situation right now, I don't even think uh, Barca would be able to afford De Boer or or yeah. anybody really. Yeah. Uh. Well, as far as Barcelona is concerned, yeah. Yeah. Um. But anyway, um. Any anything else as far as transfers go or anything? No. Right now, everything's pretty mellow um obviously like i think as soon as this weekend is over things will intensify with the yeah, rumors and everything for sure and our news is going to slow down to an extent, that's the nature yeah. of the beast yeah but anyway uh anything else man no no i, th- I think that covers we're good everything. we're good all right man uh well two guys two mics two pints bottled episode number 55 i'm nestor that's henry and we're going to look forward to the uh so the Gold Cup final will be posting a, a poll to see who we think is going to win. And uh, hopefully y'all participate. Hopefully you're listening this far. And uh, yeah, take it easy. Take care of your mentals and take care of your chickens. Ciao, everybody. Cheers. Cheers.